Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. Nipatina takes the lead, kicks clear, two lengths, Rothmeyer, and best of Bordeaux streaking away. Bella Nipatina and boy, doesn't she deserve this? Bella Nipatina falling. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki, Alligator Blood, I'm Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear, I'm Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on, Animo this time for the big A. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, oh she's too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. It's day three of the championships at Royal Randwick. We've got the inaugural running of the Quokka at Ascot. And also we've got some good racing at Sandown. And the jumps are back. Some really good jumps racing out there. Packingham on Sunday. Fellas, how are we? Nick McWalter and Will Alford. I'm all right. A little bit disappointing in the racing this week. Looking it's, it's forward not, to Saturday. And... It's not the flashest. It's going to be a long but, winter, brother. If this no, if this meeting no, was at Flemington, no. you'd be saying it's a great meeting. No, no, no. It's no. It's just because I think I think it's the it's the super vovus. It's because there's but like not it is a like good it's meeting. a smaller pool of it's a smaller pool of um, horses. horses the only ones who can run in it. Yeah, 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 correct. And and so therefore it's a it's a bit top heavy. There's very obvious favourites, and if you think they're the wrong favourites, then you're you're pretty wrong. Um, <laughs> they're, they're all the right favourites, and it's hard to find an angle. No edge few average horses and a lot of prize money it's a good time yeah, to be an well, owner it's it's not because it's not it's not because it's um like bad racing it's just i guess it's circumstance well we're off to an absolute flying start on the podcast crap <laughs> racing just don't bet <laughs> no there's still some bets there's still some if you want to of course if you wait for the if you want to wait for the good racing bot just wait for sunday yeah you should go the, to packenham bet on the slow horses that are now jumping you should go to packenham I'm shattered. I can't be there. I've got to play a, pen, a men's Division One pennant match of Victoria, unfortunately. So I'm shattered. Oh, that's um, like half a trumpet and half a violin. <laughs> no, that's an awesome. <laughs> that's not. If any listeners out there, if there's a listener out there listening that wants to go play in my absence, so I can go to the races. We're not all watch, uh, races, mate. And, and watch some of my favourite horses go around. Well, they're more than welcome to. 
but Sunday's proper day. We'll get into that at the back end of the podcast and uh, on the airways tomorrow. But We've put yeah. a 10-minute limit on Nick. Keep it in your Three weeks to the ball, but are you excited? Yeah, that'd be good. Let's go. Be you could, you could be a little bit more excited. No, well, I'm excited. I'll bet on the flat horses, not the jumpers. I'll just be there to watch. Come the on, jumpers. live a little, bot. Uh, live a little. Hold the line, Victoria. All right. The front end end of this podcast is going to be Nico giving a, a bake or two. I'm hearing. A couple of people in the in the firing line this week. Nico, take the floor. Well, my first full credit goes to Maddie Raymond. <laughs> full credit for taking this horse to Oakbank last week. Smashed in betting. Home rule. Uh, home rule. Scratched from the discovery, which it would have got a run in um, on Friday on a heavy track. Proceeds to scratch it. And I'm like, yeah, beautiful. It's going to go to stall. It's going to be the best bet of the weekend. The moral of all morals. And a benchmark 70, 1100 against Zion, Point Louis. Roll on drunk Just who I backed. Average horses. It was like seven dollars into yeah, three well. bucks and run last in a four horse field. <laughs> well, you, you got Zion anyway, bot. That's not the point of this segment. Yeah. Full credit to Matty Raymond. This horse has gone to Oakbank instead of just going there for a nice cushy win at stall. It's ran it's about second last, nearly gets put through the fence, pulled up out of the race. That's my full credit. Well done, you've taken the horse to arguably the worst race of the weekend out of the three that you've nominated your horse in. And you've gone home with your tail between your legs. My other bake is to these blokes who want to call themselves bookmakers. They are being... Where's my list? (laughs) Let me quickly butt in. So I I signed up to TextBet on Thursday. They gave me a deposit offer. It was something like deposit 150 bucks and get $150 in bonus bets, whatever. Deposited my 100 and 50 put a couple bets on use my bonus bets um they all both all both bonus bets resulted in animo i need animo to win to win like a thousand dollars but with with the rest of the money i still made probably six seven hundred dollars get a text or get like a a notification message on monday that i've been banned from all promotions from TextBet. it's just an absolute joke i didn't even win four figures on the punt couple days in and they're already banning me all they want is losers and it's an absolute joke yeah well to add to your list one of the other boys adrian from the group chat um who's obviously part owner keats he sent me through the list of slime that have banned him from promotions um of late we've got bet deluxe cross bet oak bet Bet Nation, Swift Bet, and uh, Uni Bet and Top Sport. Name so, and shame. To all these blokes out there. No, but it's ridiculous. I really hope what with what's... We didn't really touch on this. The yeah. conference that happened in, in Canberra last week. Um, I really do hope that they do get to the bottom of this and that they're big, they're, the law that they're trying to get put in comes in so basically from what I gathered out of it if a bookie is offering a market they can offer it to everyone like it's not only selective so they can't ban winning punters which I think is good because if you're a bookmaker it's you versus the punter just because someone's winning you can't shut them out when it's not in your favour you're happy to shove it down 
uh, a losing punter's throat, and that's okay, even though you put all your trashy fucking slogans on the end of it and make every punter cringe. That's not how it should be. If you're offering a promotion or you're offering... Like, I can understand people getting promo banned. Not that it's right. Like, if you're offering a promotion, you're offering it to everyone. If you don't want to offer the promotion and take a hit, well, don't offer it to anyone. That annoys me to start with. But, yeah, hopefully this... um, law gets brought in so there's a bit more protection for the punter out there and these slimy bookmakers don't keep getting away with it absolutely it has been in the favor of the the house for too long but yeah to put into context it is going through parliament at the moment um and there's a couple smart guys in the know a couple big time punters that are trying to swing the ledger back our way and it's great to see i can't think of the bloke's name but the bloke who must i think he was on either SEN or rsn You'll find um, him on Twitter somewhere. I'd have to go back, but yeah, he's the bloke on Twitter who's been posting all the stuff. He's um, yeah, he's fighting, fighting a good, good battle. So we can only pray. Yeah, full credit to him. All right, let's full get into the racing now. Royal Randwick is currently a soft five, and there is just a smidgen of rain tomorrow. Uh, the rail goes out to the seven meter position from the, the thousand meters to the winning post and it's four meters the remainder so it was four meters last week it goes out a further three meters where it really matters the thousand to the winning post so that'll be interesting um i think it's been playing pretty fair what do we think it's all right so at least it's lead um rails off than leaders uh than rails on yeah exactly it's, it's no road hill that's for sure mm. it's not too bad Yep. Hasn't been playing too bad this carnival. It's just that they've sort of been inconvenienced with the the rain, and that's not the the track's fault. That's the the guy running its fault because they refused to spend. Well, oh. everyone knows that. <laughs> that's not controversial, is it? Like everyone knows. Are you PBL's. saying it's the track manager's fault, or are you saying it's it's above no, PVL's fault because right. they don't they don't spend any money on the um the facilities. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do. I do agree to that too. Let's hope we don't cop well, a no letter shit you for do, that. Because that's like, that isn't that just common swipe? sense? Like that's why the track falls to pieces so quickly. Yeah, it, it was. It was pretty embarrassing week one, but I don't think it's going to be getting in the heavy range. At least the forecast, which we can't always trust either. The bomb says there's only going to be zero to six tomorrow, and then zero They've twenty-four got no degrees idea. on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty hard, isn't it? All right, let's get into the first of two group ones. It is the 1600 meter champagne stakes for the two-year-olds militarized number two is our favorite he's been absolutely hammered until $1.75 he'll get he'll get back oh. out punters don't be taking that $3.80 for Don Corleone Tom Kitten $12 peer pressure $14 bases loaded $17 make a call $23 Townsend $26 and Tenhauser $31 so China Horse Club have one, two, three, four, five. gee they'd be uh, stiff not to win one I yeah. thought that was Newgate's colors was it the same it, thing? It's the, they're the same thing. Newgate oh, okay. and John Hall's club. They're the same thing, yeah. Yeah, well, um, I have a suspicion... They had any more runners, they'd run out of caps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thoughts? Oh, well, I, like it's... Militarise was running all over them over them in the in the size. Um, they did go fast there, but... um. Like he, he was pretty good um, behind Cylinder and the Todman. He was running on pretty well there, and then he obviously got inconvenienced in the slipper when um, was it um, Lazago or something bucked mid race or or something whatever. Yeah, and learning then, to fly went through yeah. the fence as well, didn't it? Yeah, 
yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened, but um, yeah, anyway, I was inconvenienced by that. And then um, turned up over 1,400 metres um, on a heavy deck and looked faster and race and just sort of smashed their heads in. It was going two to their one um, late. So, like, normally the horse you want to be finding running on in the size is the one you want to be following to the champagne, I guess, but he was the one running on. He was running straight away from them, so I don't know. I, I don't know. A dollar seventy is probably a bit short, but um, like if 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 he had um, the marker had some sort of expectation on him, um, in the in the size run, he'd probably be shorter than that. Like the the SP from last start, and like it sort of feels a bit icky because it's um because he had such a big SP and no one was really expecting it to happen but like if if this was Don Corleone with the SP or whatever or you know what I mean yeah um, I know he'd probably mean. be a lot shorter for me I just think with two-year-olds we just kind of have to ignore SP profiles to a certain extent like this horse started $31 in the Todman he was actually really good through the line probably looking for further in the golden slipper he was 100 to 1 but it was a complete non-event it was a complete forgive job and then in the size he was probably he was probably the the unknown horse because he'd run well in a Todman behind the favorite and then in the slipper we didn't really get to see what he was actually made of so the fact that he was able to get up and win it probably wasn't a major major shock to a lot of people but I'm happy to back him in here. I took a I took a piece of two dollars twenty. Look, I think he'll get back out to to black figures. Um, as you said, but he was running all over them late. He absolutely gapped them in the end. He's probably going to get ground conditions to suit again. It won't be heavy, but it'll be in that soft range. And Don Corleone, while he was decent behind him, I just think he's a little bit beaten up now. He's been up for a long time. He ran in the Blue Diamond and the Golden Slipper, so he's had a a few more grand finals and the Chris Waller train militarized just feels like he's got more of a sense of timing about him. He's a cult by Dundeal, who we know won over 2,400 metres. He also won over 2,000 metres. He was an absolute star, while Don Corleone is by Extreme Choice, who was more of that 1,000 metre horse. So 1,600 metres, I think it's advantage militarized again. And I think the saver could be Tom Kitten. I didn't think I'd yeah, be. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be saying a horse <laughs> by the name of Tomcat would be the danger in a Group 1, but he was pretty good last start, so he's probably the saver for mine. Yeah, he backs up and the sectionals were good, so there's some... Like, even though like he, he's like a little bit further down on the ratings, he um, like he could he could make a pretty big jump. Yeah, he could. I wouldn't be so too sure. surprised. Nico, anything? I found this race a bit tricky. I know there's a few smart judges out there jumping out of trees to back militarise but I don't know there's still something in it for me that this horse was like what 70 to 1 last start 20, no, 26 eight. last start and, and big brass in the slipper yeah still still hard to take for mine the market was clearly but, wrong last start well yeah potentially but I don't know it's just got something just got an ick feeling about this race. Stinks. I don't yeah. know if you got maybe like two bucks militarized and that's your deal. Like full full credit to you. I'll have a go, but I don't know. Partners, I'm not giving you much here because there's much better bets at that quote this weekend than than him. 
Yeah, no, that is fair enough. Joe Moreira, absolutely flying as well. We have got to mention it. He actually finished equal with J-Mac in the little jockey challenge at Randwick the other week. And J-Mac was, was what a do- We were dollar. discussing this, Benny, when we were having our uh, our boss ice lattes. What a, what a creation <laughs> punter. If you haven't had one of them, Benny introduced one of them to oh, me last horrible. weekend. those are horrible. No, they're good oh, as boss. Oh, they're disgusting. What are you doing, man? They're disgusting. My life's changed. <laughs> those ice latte... Vanilla ice latte ones. Oh, goated. Game changer. <laughs> anyway, Nico, what were you saying? Anyway, J Mac was at dollar twenty-five to win the Nathan Berry Medal. Mind you, he's drawn with Joe, and he's ridden the winner of the last race to get there. How have mm. you been sweating on Zapateo? <laughs> yep. My goodness. It only won by the straight butt, so you didn't have too much to be worried about. <laughs> If you piled in a dollar twenty-five before the last race, you would have been a little bit quivering yeah, in your boots. Absolutely. All right, let's get on to the all-age stakes. Race eight, fourteen hundred meters. Group one, wait for age. Uh, we see the intertwining of a lot of form lines here. We see the TJ. Uh, we see Zaki come into it first up, and then we see a couple of horses um, coming back from two thousand meters, like Cascadian, uh, and then you've got. Jack and O thrown in there after a little short freshen up. So let's go through the market. Giga Kick is three dollar favorite from Zaki five fifty. Mazu eight dollars. Jack and O eight dollars. Private Eye eight fifty. Cascadian uh, eleven dollars. Ho O Amazon for Yoshido Yahagi sixteen dollars and Lost and Running seventeen dollars. What do we think? Personally, map. It's probably not a whole lot of speed. I'm not sure how fast this Japanese horse is, but it'll probably be him and Zaki that go forward. I imagine. You're talking to me. I don't know. I haven't done that. First. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know much about this Japanese horse, or does well, I've heard it, I've heard it. I've heard it has early pace. Yeah. I yeah. Probably. Probably wants to lead you. Well, this is the horse that Yahagi's come here for, apparently. Oh. Surely. This not. is this, no. this was the horse that they've all come for. Oh, was the whispers on the that. airways this week? Yeah. No, they'd be unicorn lions a bit better than him. I think. Well, I'm giving it none. <laughs> They're just too hard to line up these horses, and even like he's got soft track form, I know, but these are these are our best. These are a couple of our best sprinters, no? Yeah, well, like yeah, well, it's a bit different with the middle distance horses and our sprinters. Like, um, like I know everyone wants to say like Animo is the best horse, but (laughs) Animo is not our best horse. Um, Giga Kick and um, I wish I win are our best horses by a long way. Yeah. Like if you normalize it for distance, like they'd kick his head in, and it's not close. Oh, it is a little bit close, but they're better horses and more animals. Yeah. So let's talk to it. Gear Kick is favourite. He's a deserving favourite in my opinion. Barry Eleven is a little bit tricky, but in my opinion, you're probably the three dollars is probably on him to run fourteen hundred meters. What what price is Gear Kick? He's three dollars. Mm. I don't know if he's going to get out from that or if he's going to affirm more from that. Um, Willow goes back on for the first time after a bit of a... after his injury let up. I'm not sure he's if the not, market's going he's to see that, that as a negative. He's not that quirky, surely. I think Felgate, he's the one to beat. Felgate talks a bit of shit on RSN, to be honest. <laughs> what did he he's, say? Oh, just in his interview with Clayton, said that, like, most punters that, like, wouldn't... He said, I can't recite his word for word, but basically he said, like, 
it's there was an up is there such thing as an upgrade going from Purton to Williams? Oh fuck! Give me a spell, mate. I don't think Purton did much wrong last start, but I no. he did get <laughs> he did get bumped around in the ruck a little bit, and for that's for not young, Purton's fault. No, it's not. But for a young three-year-old horse, like for him to pick himself up off the deck and and still run as well as he did, he ran a career peak. I thought he was brilliant. Um, he's only third up, so it's not like he's beaten up at all. He ran an excellent race first up in the challenge, and then again he went around. Oh, he didn't go around favourite in TJ. He was he was favourite, but he drifted. He ran super there. I would have wanted to back. I wish I win every day of the week here at fourteen hundred metres. It looked his race, but he's not here. So I am with Giga Kick. I think if we get better than three dollars, then that looks a good price. And to be honest, I reckon the only other main chance is Private Eye. I think this horse is definitely looking for fourteen hundred meters. I thought he was really good in Newmarket. He was probably possibly in the inferior ground. He carried the top weight of fifty eight kilos. And then last start was just a complete non event. He got nearly put on his ass, same as militarized, just put a pen through that. He's now third up. Um, soft track won't bother him at all and he'll probably get the suck run from three there are a couple of horses here that are just a little bit icky Zaki can definitely win 550 though after he's had a few problems and he's coming into this first up don't know if I want to take that Mazu wouldn't absolutely shock but Giga Kick had his measure last start and if he runs 1400 metres he'll beat him home again Jackano is another one where he was just okay in the Australian Guineas, even though he wasn't beaten far. He, he's had a little short spell. He's now got Chad Schofield. That's a little bit icky. And then Cascadian comes back from 2,000 metres, and I don't really know if I want to back that. So I've got it in two. I think Giga Kick will win. Betting? He, no, but he... But he like, <laughs> he's... I don't know. There's nothing to say he won't run 1,400 metres. Like, he was strong through the line. Like, he was really strong through the line in the TJ. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think he... Um, maybe the map's a query, but I don't know. He should be fine. I think he'll win. Yeah, okay. I'm having a two-bit play in this race. I, I, I think Giga Kick's the best horse we've got at the moment. I think he's the best horse in the country. Yeah, well, shame he couldn't get first past the post last start, but, eh? <laughs> I'm having two bets in this course. race. Yep. I'm having my main bet on Zaki. I'm happy to back in J Mac's decision to flick Jackano to the that? side. Booked for Jackano and then just goes, Oh no, Zaki's back in town. <laughs> That's a big lead. That's Sorry, a big Nick. enough lead for me. Yeah. What if can we just touch on Jackano for one second? What happened to Oshin? Oshin? I don't know. Yeah, wasn't he? Wasn't he, oh, wasn't right. he booked was for this be... horse? Yeah, I thought I saw that too. They're the colours that he rides for, doesn't he? Yeah, he rides true. up for yeah, all those colours. Was yeah, was J Mac not spoken about as well? But Oshin was as well, I remember. So J Mac flicked Jackano. Yeah, and then and Chad was, was on, and then yeah. Oshin was on, and no one's ever said anything why Oshin isn't here riding. I don't know. He has had his he had his had his problems. Oshin, he's in a different country at the moment as well. So I don't know. Something must have happened. Yeah, well, we should get to the ball. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm having my main bet in the race. I'm backing Zaki. Um, happy enough uh, with his trial and from everything that trial pervs have told me, when Zaki trials well, 
He raced as well. No well, shit. That, that's a coincidence, isn't it? <laughs> like, well, some horses can trial good and run shit bot, so it's probably not as straightforward <laughs> as that. But anyway, I'm happy to be with this bloke. He's two from two, fresh up, 1400 Randwick. J-Mac siding with him over Jackano uh, says everything that I need to know. Um, yes probably one of the better fields Zaki's faced fresh up but I'm still confident enough he's going to get a nice draw I know that he's going to run 1400 strong conditions aren't going to matter too much for him you know what you're going to get and hopefully for the sake of racing and as a racing fan that he's back somewhere near his best um, because we need good weight for age horses and that's what he is you know we've lost We've lost Animo, we've lost I'm Thunderstruck, we've lost a lot of top-line weight-for-age horses, so our weight-for-age ranks are going to be pretty slim, so hopefully Zaki can be around for a little bit longer. I know for the punters out there that want to have a future play, he's going on the same path that he went to a couple of preps ago. He's going to a Hollandale and a Doomman Cup again after this race. Um... So yeah, he's my main bet in this race and I also don't want to lose on the race if Giga Kick comes out and smacks him. But I think he is priced short enough for a horse who's got to run 1,400 and hmm. could be a strong 1,400. It's a very... Not all sprinters get it. And um, it's a funny funny distance, 1,400 metres, because the sprinters extend and the milers at that slightly fresher trip so I don't think Giga is by any means moral I think he's got his work cut out for him but um, yeah, he's, he's got a big heart and he's got a big will to win so you can't begrudge him and I don't want to be on the wrong side of him if he does come out and win um, well, at least but he's yeah, got I think around that's he does <laughs> but as long as he starts getting his nose past the post first I'll be happy with him don't swear alright that's a group one's wrapped up. Uh, let's go quickly. Randwick best bets. I thought in race four, number one, Magic Time. I want better than the price available right now, but I think she's a pretty good filly. Um, I was there the day at Flemington when she won from well back. Um, and then last start at at, uh, at Randwick, she was probably the, the unknown in the market because we didn't really know how strong that form line was coming out of the listed race at Flemington, but she kicked their heads in. It was on heavy she was track. too. Yep, exactly. Um, I was on Opal Ridge there, but this horse just absolutely monstered him. And listening to Graham beg after the race, it was almost as if he knew it was going to happen. He's, he's got a fair bit. Of, I think he's got a fair opinion of this horse. And the fact that she's been able to do it on good ground now and heavy ground um, keeps Jordan Childs, who's absolutely flying the last couple of months, Pretty happy to, to back her in again. A lot of people might say uh, SP's last start, Oprah Ridge had the monster SP last start and might not have handled the heavy as well, but I'm happy just to look past that. I think this magic time is going to have a much higher, higher ceiling. And then in race five, it is the best bet of the day, in my opinion, number one, Valana. This horse is a proper cult for Godolphin. I think he's six from 11, I wanna say. Um, and some of the figures he's put down last preparation will absolutely obliterate this field if he can do it again. Um, he won the Silver Eagle. He also won the Hunter. They're two 
million dollar races. So this is this is a group one horse going around in a group three hallmark and he gets in extremely well at the set weights and penalties. Only 58, 58 kilos. Um, there's horses who are rated much lower here, like Key Largo with 56 kilos. So drawn barrier seven, I think you can kind of get a, a midfield run, Nashua Willer. I'm happy to back him in and I'm also happy to be backing him in, in the group one Kingsford Smith Cup. If you can still get $15 around, then there's a future ticket for you. Okay, anything? Yeah, my best bet in Sydney comes up in the first. I'm backing Osipenko to beat Pericles. I just think he comes from a far stronger form line than what Pericles does. Like Osipenko, um, I'm not worried if the track gets into that softer, heavy range because last start he ran more than fine on a heavy track, only beaten two lengths. Um, to Mr. Brightside in the Doncaster he's only beaten a length and a bit two back over 1500 from Animo I think a step up to 2000 metres at this time of the preparation is good for him and I think he just he just his form just has a bit more substance than Pericles who's had a bit of a funny preparation 14 to 18 to 2000 2400 back to 2000 and I just think this comes from far Inferior form line, like he, he got beat by Lindemann last start. Like seriously, <laughs> last start that he was at two thousand meters. I mean, um, yeah. Well, Osipenko would run straight past Lindemann. So yeah, I'm happy to back Nash and get the cash in the first. Um, happy to come with you in race four with Magic Time. Um, <laughs> my opinion might have been a little bit different if I'd gotten some of the thirteen dollars Alentia upon opening. Um, that was downright stupid. Someone will lose their job if she wins, that's for sure. She's into her right price now at about that $6 mark. I was with Opal Ridge, saved Magic Time last start, um, but what Magic Time did was pretty soft and pretty good, and, and Geordie's airborne, so happy to happy to cheer for, for one of the boys and for a very smart filly on the rise. I think we may get a touch better. I'm hoping so anyway. I haven't backed her yet. So hopefully we get closer to $2. The $1.75 available at the moment. But um, yeah, happy to play there. And um, yeah, you've already touched on that we've backed Valana uh, at $3.80. This is a conversation that you and I had. Uh, what day was it? Monday? Tuesday? Tuesday yeah, Monday. It was Monday. One or two. Um, so yeah, prayers up for there. Big day for racing previews and Nash. Huge. <laughs> yeah. Are you back in your mate in the last? Democracy manifest. He's always been one of yours. He has been. I he think. Has a bomb fresh gets Joe. I think he's better over fourteen hundred meters. He's first yeah. up at twelve, and I'm just thinking he's not a horse we've seen great gate speed from. He's a horse who gets back, and hopefully they use barrier five. But knowing Chris Waller first up they might just go back and say hit the line and the punters will be absolutely crumbling up their tickets i hope that's not the the case i think he can definitely win i'm just not sure if he's a bet yet i'll, I'll wait and see proper open race shit race the quality killer what you call yeah. that race all right i reckon they might back alentia i think she's pretty good six bucks at the moment you reckon they'll keep backing her yeah well yeah, that says something Good luck if you're on at the double figures. All right, let's head across to Perth for the time-honoured cocker. 
not really. It's the inaugural running. 1,200 metres, $4 million. And there's some horses down the bottom here that would never run for this money ever, and they never will again. So... <laughs> Full that's credit. where that's where price one is at at the moment. What did we make of the barrier draw just quickly? Thoughts? They read out uh, number five as Uncommon James, but it was actually Mos- um, Massimo, Massimo, however you say it. And they had to redo half the field's barriers again. Do you reckon they should have just redrawn it? Or do you think the way they did it was fair? Who cares? Oh. <laughs> Who cares? It's a $4 million race. What, and what, what, what race did this happen... Um, the Empire oh, Rose, don't, don't remind yeah. me. Oh. Don't pick that up. <laughs> oh, 30 yeah. to 1 hinged. You should see Ben's face right now. Oh, oh mate. I oh, had like $7 the place on hinge. She would have dead set started $6 the win. Well, she it's reopened so that. Oh, sick man. $5.50. Absolutely sick man. Wallace um, For what it's Too worth, I can, see both, I can see both sides of the argument about the total redraw. Mm. And my opinion might be a little bit biased because... I'm a Balony Patino. <laughs> he's drawn beautifully. At, at $8.50, who's going to get the PR and is going to give his race that one hell of a shake. Yeah. But to the same sense, like uh, I saw Jason Richardson, he was um, voicing his opinion. And, and what he said is right. Like for the people and the connections of horses who had already gotten their barriers pre the stuff up, it's a bit unfair that they cop it. Mm. Like, what happened? You know, they'd already had their barriers. That hadn't been affected by someone reading out the wrong name. So I can see both sides of it. People are always going to be, you know, if Amelia's Jules Connections had drawn barrier six pre the stuff up, they would have been saying the same thing that it's just, you know, it's how the cookie crumbles. I think at the end of the day, you just got. It's going to make the race. That's oh, one, yeah. that's exactly what it's going to do. And you just got to take your time yeah. with these things and just get it right the first time. I don't understand how this is so hard. How they still stuff it up? Like yeah. surely they've got people that are cross-checking these things, doing a little pre-rehearsal before you before you do it. Like it can't be that hard, surely. No, it's not. But anyway, let's get into the market because we're going to make our blood boil here. Amelia's Jewel, $2.80 favourite from Ballon Patino. She's been the best back runner into four twenty. Uncommon James has been a little bit easy. He's out to $6 from overpass 10 as 4 or 10. Those are the chances the market are saying. Red Cam Man, $16. Tricks of the Trade, $19. And Kementari, $23. We're on Ballon Patino at the early odds. Tell us why she can win, Nick. Well, she's the best horse in the race to start with. Um... She brings over the best form, uh, I think. Um, albeit she hasn't won this preparation. I think Ascot is going to play pretty similar to Mooney Valley, where she runs her best races. Um, she ran super first up in the Lightning, only beaten half a length to Cooling Gatter, over a thousand metres, um, just a clear forgive uh, in the Newmarket. New Gets back to Mooney Valley, which is her cream of the crop. Only, only beaten a length to Imperatriz, and she was absolutely launching home. Like, um, 
yeah, she's gone super. She's gone super both times for Ben Mallum, so I'm pretty happy to see my boy go over there and take the ride on her. I'm pretty sure it's his only ride for the day. So, if nothing else, it's a system bet. Um, but yeah, wet, wet or dry, it's a soft five at the moment with rain predicted um, tomorrow, up to 15 mil of rain. So, wow. Amelia's jewel uh, hasn't seen wet ground. That's going to be her next hurdle. Um, and she's going to be spotting Bella Nipatina probably five or six lengths. So I have a lot of respect and a lot of love for Amelia's Jewel and what she can, um, what she can deliver. But she's going to need to be a freak to win from where she's going to be on Saturday. Um, that's plain and simple. And I'm in a position here where I will have another bet in the race. And I think she's going to get closer to $4. And I'll, that's probably going to be good enough for me to chime in. I reckon she has to start higher than $3.50. Um, and if she gets to that price, I'll probably chime in and save on her. But I'm scared stiff of Uncommon James, so that's a decision I've got to make. One of the two, but um, yeah, I think she's pretty special, but she's going to need to be to win on Saturday. So I'm very happy to be with Bella Nipatina at $8.50, and I couldn't begrudge anyone for having a bet at um, at $4.20 or $4, whatever she is right now. I think she's a, she's a really good bet. Yeah, I'm seeing the race pretty much the exact same Balani Patina has the best 1200 meter figures in the race she's done it now a couple times obviously her Manicato win was a big spike figure and she, she'll never get back to that but her run behind Imperatriz was another really really solid piece of work Imperatriz is New Zealand's best horse um, came over and um, ran second to Artorias before winning the uh, William Reid Balani Patina she gets I think she will get some cut in the track. That's what she absolutely loves. I'm happy just to forget the new market performance. The new market's a bit of a funny race where we have seen the last couple of years horses can fail and then bounce back from it. That's what she's done. She's now fourth up. Um, she'll be absolutely firing fit. Barrier six is just about the perfect barrier. Um, the only thing I don't like is the new Ladbroke silks she has to wear <laughs> this being a slot race. <laughs> But I think she's the one to beat. I think there's a fair chance she could start favourite or at least level favourite. And if she gets to that, then that means Amelia's jewel has to drift and I probably will end up chiming in on her to at least halve, to at least uh, come out not a loser because her first up performance over 1,100 metres was a career peak. That was quite surprising to see those figures, even though she only beat Red Cam Man by a length. Still rated really well. She will get back to near last from 14, but... She'll be sprouting wings down the outside. Um, I do think it is between the girls. Uncommon James, barrier 13, I actually think that's a little bit sticky because you've got horses like Overpass, as for our Red Can Man, Tricks of the Trade, uh, Shades of Rose, all want to boot up and, and hold a spot. And if one of them scratches, then you've got a horse like Acromantula who will come in and, and go off. So I think there's a chance he could be caught out on a limb. If he's not, then he's a winning chance, but I think it's between the girls. Bot, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I sort of think um, Overpass, Uncommon James, and Kementari are all a little bit big. Especially Kementari, he's way too big. Yeah, right. Maybe yeah, a special K one. Yeah, well, we're cheering for SEN track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Kementari is like... You, you said there was 15 mils predicted, isn't, isn't there? He's airborne at the moment, special K. The stuff on G's Twitter is he's, he's never better. <laughs> Yeah, all right. 
Um, I'd rather Nash <laughs> riding than Ollie. Oh, it doesn't matter. Ollie's the hometown hero. Yeah, that's true. Well, he, yeah, there's a bit uh, of narrative there, his, isn't there? Yeah, all all of his best form is on a, on a heavy track, and he goes well fresh. So I'm, um, I think you're in twenty six dollars right now. I think that's pretty big. Um, overpass, uh, he's been gelded and um, he'll lead, and his best form's good enough. And uncommon James as well. Um, like they they bat- he started three dollars fifty in the um, in the galaxy last start. Mm. I think that was mainly due to his overpass, not like just a thousand meter little squib. Overpass? No, no, no. Mm. No, I think he's a pretty good horse. Yeah, he, he's a blowout anyway. Like he'll, he'll probably he'll probably drift, and you can probably just have something. It's Ten bucks at the moment. Oh, yeah, it's been well backed. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not then. But I, I think he'll still probably get out. Like yeah. the, I think they'll probably just back Balanipatina to a point where she's probably even favourite. Amelia's yeah, jewel keep drifting. Like there's, there's absolutely no way that Amelia Jewel starts favourite. I think. Well, yeah, like, you heard it here first. No, well, no don't say that. <laughs> Bella like, starts five bot. You reckon? I don't know. I, I, I don't think. I don't know because I just think, but barrier fourteen. Like what they're going to have to give us something. No, I've got. Well, no who, if she's not starting favourite, who is? Tell me. Bella. And the punters. The next best is probably Balani Patino, then, I guess. Yeah. Good chance she does start favourite. That's all you needed to say, but she's going to be steamed. All right, that is the inaugural running of the Quokka. We've done it to death, but that's all right. I think the only other bet on the Ascot program for me is this Live to Tell looks an absolute freak in the Caracatta plate. Uh, yeah, she's apparent, two from, but... She's two from two. Everyone <laughs> wants to obviously compare her to Amelia's Jewel because she's trained by the same trainer and ridden by the same jockey. Look, she does look to have well, well above average ability. She won from an impossible position uh, last start. She now gets an extra 100 metres. That should only be to her benefit. Uh, Barrier 9, I don't think that's such a deterrent. She's been a horse that gets back anyway. And Ascot, they usually go a decent clip and most horses get their chance. So um, I think she'll, she'll just win again. Super Smink had the PR last start and was only just beaten by Live to Tell, but Live to Tell was all over it in the in the last furlong, so I'll be backing her to win also. I might be taking a couple doubles into the Quokka. 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 <laughs> Anything else before we go to Sandia? Yeah, Live to Tell will win, I reckon. Yeah. Just depends on this track. Depends how much rain they get. I don't think they're getting 15 mils. I don't know where you've seen that. Well, just telling you what I'm hearing. Yeah, fair enough. All right, but you yeah. want to take it away? Yeah. What's doing it's time to shine? Um, right, we'll do the thing where you say what race we're, we're doing. Well, what's what's doing with the track first? The rail's out seven metres. We're on the lakeside. That can be a little bit leaderish sometimes, you think? Uh, could be. There's a bit of rain around. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I think just... I, I, I've thought... I don't really look too much into these sort of things and I just sort of let it sort of happen and it's like incredibly apparent then I'll adjust but you like, bet late anyway correct most of the no sometimes it depends it depends on the price and what I think is going to happen with the price but um, like I don't know most of the horses I back are on speed anyway so it doesn't really affect me too much 
yeah, because true. I just sort of subconsciously want to back horses that are on speed because it's an advantage and you should do that always. Yeah. Well, I can tell the punters that it's a soft seven at the moment. They've got four to 15 millimeters of rain, 95% chance. So you'd be, you'd be doing, you'd be hoping your horse can at least handle a fair bit of cut in the ground. Let's get to uh, race four. Yep. It is a listed event and it is the staying event. It is over 2,400 meters. Uh, the Galilee, the Russian Camelot at Witten Galilee. Interesting. Number one, Northern Barrage is a favorite, $2.20. Midnight Glue is $5. Kentucky Nick, $6. Night Sun, $7. Roaring Engine, $10. Bengal Boy, $13. But do we need to go past the top weight? No, no, no. Um, I think this favorite's a, a pretty good bet. Like, it's, I think it's an odds-on chance. It's, it's bred for it. Um, and yeah, like the, the sectionals behind Pericles, two starts back. Um, were strong they were strongest of the meeting and then it was off 35 days at Bendigo um, was really strong from the back of the field running really strong late 400 and 200 and and that was a day where it was an advantage to be um, forward um, and on speed he was unsuited and was still like he went right past um, the horses that are pretty much in this race like um, what's the second favourite's Midnight Glow I've got it like 20, 20 to 1 it's got a complete PR last start and it, it's like they, these horses I just cannot see them doing anything the only horse I can see um, making any sort of a jump is Roaring Engine um, who's actually the, the full sister to Miami Bound but um, I just yeah I, I know the maps are query but when when they're running the last 200 metres in 14 second sectionals because that's that's what these horses are going to be doing because these are not fast horses I think um, Northern Barrage is just a, quite a bit better than them and I think he will be too good and I think $2.20 is probably getting a little bit short but um, I think you probably get two twenty two between two twenty and two fifty on the day and I don't think he I don't think he'll I don't think they'll smash him but yeah I think he's a pretty good bet good bet and he's got Mick D on too so there you go Nico <laughs> W W fuck him alright the Vobis Gold Mile was over 1,600 metres. That's the next race we're going to do. Pinstriped, can he win another race? He's $3.30 from Sosie Bond, $5. Milton Park, $6.50. Volton, $9.50. Rolls, $11. Crackerjack Prince, $11. And Chartre, $14. But I don't actually know who you're betting on here. Um, yeah, well, I hope, I hope Pinstripe can win another race because I'm backing Pinstripes. I'm a bit boring today. I'm only just backing two favourites at Sandown, but, um, or at least That's in the right. races we're doing. Um, but yeah, I've always thought Pinstripe's a horse that can be forward, but he's just sort of been uh, handicapped by poor tactics and wide barriers. So I think um, from barrier two, they'll try and push up and be forward. And um, yeah, he's on the backup. I don't love it because it's like there was an extremely strongly run race last start, but um, that's the only really query you sort of have. Um, and he was sort of back there as well, seven fifteen to seven dollars. He gets a massive jockey change, Alana Kelly to Ben Mallon. Um and I think the plan was always to to back him up here. I think this was always the plan. I heard somewhere that he um he missed track work or something. I don't know. And then and then he was he was gonna back up here. So I think this is the target race for him. Um I think he's very, very clear. I think he's a he's a horse that's um still better than rated. Like when you look through his best runs, like his his peak performances 
in the the Turak. He was just like he should have been. A, he should have finished a lot closer than what he did in the Turak. So, and, and even in the um, like the Australian Guineas, for example, or the Australian Guineas, probably like he's he's doing so much running late. Um, I think there's just so much evidence to say that like he's he's he, there's still still so much for him to give. Um, and you can he's been laying in a bit, hasn't he? I don't care. Like if he d- he might do that, he might not. I don't know. Maybe you should care about that bot if he's laying in. Well, I can't control that. That's Mick D's job under Ben Allen's job. <laughs> Benny Allen. Talking about yeah. Benny Allen, he's got an incredible book of rides on Saturday. Just looking through the card, I don't know what he odds does. he is to win the um to win the whatever you call it for the day. Jockey challenge. The jockey challenge. I reckon the he's golf a good clubs. Bet. The golf clubs. Yeah. No, we don't give those away anymore. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, like like he's racing Sosibon who who comes out of the All Star Mile, which is a like that's been shitting out winners. Um, like yeah, pretty much every single horse has come out of the the All Star Mile's one. Um, and he's second favorite, but it is Sosibon. And then, you know, oh, actually, sorry that I love Sosibon. Um, and Milton Park, like it's Milton Park who who jumps. 40s last start so um yeah yep. I don't know I think it, I think no, it I think like he'll like be leaders back hopefully he can run so, straight but do you have anything yeah. else yeah well I've bet I've, um, I've backed I've backed um, Dan or Star I've got a favourite um they were betting they, they opened you have to rang on Sunday when it goes there or not oh, better not because I've got I've got a big price for it I've got it I've got it $4 and they, they opened at $17 so um yeah, I'll give you Wiz's number. You can take him out to Tuna because he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna absolutely line your pockets. I don't know. So the least you can do is line his stomach after he hasn't eaten for a week. <laughs> um, yeah, and Outlaws Revenge is probably a bit big. Uh, race, ro- what race? Six. That's race number six. Running by yep. is short, but I understand why. Um, yep. If it gets out, I might back it. And Balsa Wild too. Um. Maybe to like two sixty to two eighty, I'll probably get involved. But um, for running well, what about Belsevoir? Uh, I probably want like three, three forty, three three twenty to three forty, somewhere around that. That was Nick Ryan's best of the weekend. Mm, it's a good horse, but I, I would have loved to see sixteen hundred meters. But I guess their hands were probably tied. Um, with like the Super Vobis thing. Yeah, so, yeah, and I uh, didn't realize how much of a, a nut job um, worse fault was. Why? Proper. See you next Tuesday. What you were saying? <laughs> right. Okay. Like proper nut job. Why? why just a why just a painful this? horse to work with. Okay. Just a complete nutter nutter. Right. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Sounds a bit like you after. <laughs> Very difficult to work with. Yeah, sounds like me. <laughs> right. I've, I've got, got, a I've got some bets. other bets. Oh, right, go on. Oh. Hurry up. I've man. got back I've got... in the card box. No, no, this is at Seymour. Um, oh, goodness gracious me. <laughs> wait, wait, shut, up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Let me, let me, before you start skipping to another track. Okay. El Patroness in race one, I think I'm going to back. She comes out of the Queen Elizabeth last start, last week actually, and it just wasn't her race. I'm happy to just forgive that performance. This is a massive step back in grade, and it's a heavy eight at the moment, Tab's saying, with more rain to come. We know she's a mudder. Um, I think she'll be the, the weddy of that group and pretty happy to back her at $2.50. Beltora is obviously flying, but 
coming through weaker races and I'm not sure like he's performed well on soft tracks but you've just got a proven heavy tracker here and El Patroness I'm happy to back her uh, running by I think I'll be backing him he looks incredibly hard to beat he was running all over him last start at Bendigo uh, the form book will say he's zero from one on a heavy track but it was actually in a Crockett Stakes at the Valley on Cox Plate Day Heavy eight, it was a decent race. Wee Nessie has since franked the form. She was the winner. Um, he was only beaten two and a half lengths, and he was really unlucky at the top of the straight. So he looks hard to beat. Wee Nessie winner ran for... super last week against Africa Cameron. Yeah, another winner there for Benny Allen. And then in the last, if it is proper bottomless, then I think there's two really good wet trackers in Al Rocco and Cooled. Um, I'm not sure why Al Rocco was scratched last week, but if he's, if he's fine, then... He's a really good wet tracker, and so is cool. So they're kind of decent value around the eleven dollar mark. All right, you can go to unless Nick's got anything. I'll just quickly flick through a couple of the bets I'm going to have. Oh, I'm not tipping her. I may back her. El <laughs> Patroness. I don't know how much heart she's got in that soul of hers, but um, want to see Wizard ride one of my favourite jumpers, who's first up from. A long, long layoff in Will John. He's obviously going to miss Warnable. He's not going to be ready, but hopefully he's trending somewhere towards an Australian hurdle in about six weeks' time. So hopefully the champ uh, runs well on resumption Saturday. Um, coming with you, Benny, I think running by is a good bet. Um, it's sort of the fresh one on the scene. I'm happy to more than happy to take on Belair. It's been up for an eternity. Um lesser opposition in behind that Toronto Terrier I don't think he's as good so I think running by is a good enough bet um, the horse that interested me if it handled wet ground which I don't know if it will I don't really want to cheer for this bloke but I thought I was very taken by critiques run um, back in the midweeks a couple of weeks ago obviously squib D to ride but I think she's all shenanigans, won't get 1,200. Was a trot and can in the last start, sprint home. She was best suited. She'll regress and she won't see out 1,200. Um, I don't know anything about this Apache song, but I think Critique, if it runs, if they're happy enough for it to run, I think it can run a race at um, a good each-way price, $6, $2 odd the place. I want to see Pinstripe do it. For me, he's... A horse who starts often relatively short in the market for a horse who hasn't won in a long time. So I'm happy to let him go around. Hopefully, Wiz can lift him over the line. He doesn't have to beat much, but he may also not be much himself. Um, and yeah, coming with you, Benny, the best each best value sort of bet of the day is El Rocco. A bit flat that he didn't run last week because that track would have been suited. Um doesn't doesn't look like this race is a Vobus race, so it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that they didn't run last week and be saved for this week. But yeah, I think uh, I think buckets can go very close in the last. Beautiful, but around the grounds. Seymour race five Friday Toro Peak gets to sixteen hundred meters, and I think he'll do a new peak this preparation under Nick Ryan. The map's a little bit sticky, but. It's okay. Um, race eight. Oh, fuck. she's. I think she's. She's down to run on Saturday. I think 
But if Highland Girl is running tomorrow at Seymour, she'll win by like a long way. <laughs> They're betting three lengths. Yeah, not not no. She she I think she's like a two forty chance. Like she she's a she's a good horse and she's better than. What price is she? She's three dollars sixty. Right, it's no, way, way too big. Way too big. Have you bet? Yeah. What race? The last. It's racing against my Nana's horse. So, a bit of a conflict. Sorry, Nana. Yeah. Let her let her know. She may as well scratch her horse. Because it's got no chance. Beautiful. $3.20 on Bet365. The greatest online booking company. Betting company. All right, Nico. (laughs) You've got 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Maybe nine. I've got ten. Alright, you've got ten minutes. Alright. Give us give us your worst. You should go. You should still go, even though I'm not going on on the weekend. You should still go. I'm gonna get a pack and buy myself. (laughs) Couldn't think of anything couldn't think of anything better. Well probably gonna gonna be after a player function on Saturday night after round one. Up and shop and hot, get down to East Kill Football Club. Well, as long as you're up and alert by twelve o'clock because you're gonna have to bet for me on Sunday. So I will. Don't worry. I'll be up. We made some money on the yeah, jumps yeah. last year. Let's do it again. Yeah. Looking forward to our little Sunday road trips after you, you've had a, a win or a loss at footy and a big night on the on Saturday night. So it's not too far away. Sandown six weeks, spot. You'll be there. You and me up in the grandstands with the binoculars. 100%. What a sight. Mm. All right. Um, I don't have any prices yet for the maidens. So we won't touch on them. We will put out some stuff. I'll have a chat to Benny whether he wants to do some stuff through uh, the racing previews page or not, punters. But um, we'll cover four of the six races without the maidens. Um, I think this is racing two, race three, which is the restricted one jump win hurdle. Um, whoever wins this race, their next race will be the Gallywood if they elect to go to Warnable. If not, um, the loser of this race between either Nelson or Port Kiam will probably be a moral in the novice hurdle at, at Warnable. Uh, I think I'm going to side with Port Guillaume. Um Benny and I obviously saw this bloke when he uh, ran at Ballarat on the last day of the season last year. We didn't quite make it to the track then, but... Um, yeah, he heavy ground was no issue for this bloke. Um, he jumped super that day. He loses Professor but gets Tommy Ryan. And I know Tommy's got a, a very big opinion of this horse. And um, from what I've heard within the camp, um, he's only gotten better since last season. Um, he's got very good flat ability, which will hold him in good stead around Pakenham because it's more of a flat stayers track than... Uh, a track that you get rewarded for your jumping. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to be against Nelson, which I could have egg on face here, but um, this is one of many line calls I'm going to have to make this year. Um, and this is this is a problem that I want to have. I want to have the decision um, between two good horses in a good race. Um, that means jumps racing is in a good spot and it makes my life a little harder, but I enjoy betting on good horses. It's a bit like betting in... Good flat races. So I'm happy to side with Porky Arm, Tommy Ryan. Um, he'll be near enough to Nelson in the run. Hopefully we're not spotting him too big a head start. 
The only thing that sort of swayed my decision that way is I watched Nelson's latest trial and he absolutely he nearly fell at the second last. He absolutely ate um, ate the second last jump and I'm pretty sure it was the second last jump from memory and he made a real mess of it. He was lucky to stand on his feet. So I know he won by a small margin last start at a very short quote, but he was sort of really never in doubt. He sort of toyed with them and they were trying to teach him a few things, getting him to settle and whatnot. But I'm happy to be with Porky Arm. To beat Nelson, we go through to race four. Um, this is a real, what am I going to regret more bet? Um, Sauna Boy has been a very good horse to me, and he is one of my favourites, and I'm trying to take my emotion out of it, but I can't have him go around at about $3 versus some of his opposition here, albeit they get six and a half, seven kilos from him. Sauna Boy is a very... Very good jumper. Um, technically, he's not the best jumper I've ever seen, but um, Pateman has been well noted that this horse has improved again this season. He's thriving on racing. He's getting better and better. Um, yes, he's going to carry the weight, but champions carry weight, and that's what he is. Um, I'm not worried um, that he's going to carry that weight. Blanford Lad instigator out of the throne have all got their claims and I couldn't begrudge anyone from being with them but it comes down to the fact that if I was against Sauterboy and he won I'd want to throw myself off the roof and I don't <laughs> want to have that have I don't want to have that happen. So I'm happy to be with Sauna Boy if he gets beaten by one of the the new up and coming hurdlers, well so be it, but um it's his crown and win, lose or draw Saturday will still be his crown. They've gotta beat him a few more times before they can have uh have his spot and, and mantle. So we're going to back Sauna Boy at $3. I reckon you just wait. I don't think he's going to probably start too much shorter. I I hope he doesn't get steamed, but I think he's going to, I think $3 or thereabouts is a, is a fair enough price. Um, Out of the Throne has been going super on the flat and can jump. Instigator was awesome last Friday on the flat and Blandford Lad had a very good season last year. He's just got to back it up again, but happy to be with Sauna Boy. Race 5, the BM125 chase. I think this is the best of the day. I, I sort of can't figure out the price of this horse uh, being the top weight in Rockstar Ronnie. This horse has got some proper overseas form, being a winner. Um, Pateman had noted that um, between each trial from the first time he's had on this horse to the second time he's improved. He's a very good jumper. This horse is on his way to a grand annual. So that's my only query that he's a fraction underdone and he's re- ready to peak when he gets to Warnable, but I don't have any doubts in Kirima and David Eustace. They get it right more often than they get it wrong, so I'm more than happy to be with him. It'd be interesting to see what the market does. They haven't wanted a bar of him yet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they steam him late, but I think around that $2.50 price, I'm happy to have a little bit of a bet, and I'd suggest to the punters out there listening that they have maybe half their bet if they choose to follow uh, me in, happy to, I'd, I'd suggest have half your bet now and just wait and see what the market does. You may get a better price. Um, just back it on Bet365, but if you're betting elsewhere, just have half your bet now and, and just see what the market does. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets smacked to $2 and we might also get $3. But I think Harry Kane, this import of Simon Wilds, needs a bottomless track and it shouldn't be that. Um, Epi Seal 
was good last start, albeit disappointing. Under the bridge, he had his chance. Mighty Oasis, more than done with him, and I wouldn't feed the rest of him. So I think Rockstar Runny um, is a very good chance. And he's the best... Well, I'm just telling you how it is, Bob. <laughs> Rockstar Runny's best bet. Um, you don't need to be a genius to figure out who wins the last here, but I think there's a very good place bet in the race in Cross Hill. I think Stern Idol's very, very hard to beat. If he gets back out to that dollar seventy five mark, I think that's a very fair and backable price. Hey, open the shoulders job. If he gets to a dollar seventy five, but dollar fifty five is tight enough for a horse having his first steeplechase, even though he jumps over them like he was made for it. Crosshill was really good last week at Stall. Yeah, so it is worth noting, punters. um, Vanguard, Britannicus. Cross Hill all come from the 2700 meter race at Stall last weekend. Vanguard was as fat as a house last week at Stall and he didn't run very well. I think this is more of a fitness run. He's getting ready to go to the Briley in three weeks' time. Alvisan, he's a flat track bully around um, Casterton. He'll be getting ready to go to, uh, to Casterton in, um, I think it's about seven or eight weeks' time. When you see the best of him, and Britannicus is an out and out dry tracker, so he needs the soft five, which is the driest track that they serve up in the jumps. He'll need that, and he's not going to get that. I can't figure out why Cross Hill isn't like six or seven dollars here. I thought that's the sort of price that he would open, so you can get around three dollars or so a bit better the place, which is pretty gutless considering he's $18 in the market. Um, he should be a bit bigger than that. But I think he's he's probably the bet in the race, Cross Hill the place. Um, have something small on him to win just in case he does win at a big price. Um, but more of a place bet for him. He is also going to the Grand Annual, so this could just be a fitness run. But the way he hit the line last week, I can't see him not running a good race here. Um albeit even if it is only a flat run. But, yeah, I think Stern Idol is probably a winner. seventy five is probably the right price for you to step in and back him, but I think Cross Hill is, um, is the bet in the race at yeah, $3-plus the place. I have, a, I, have a, I have a small bet the the win, but I think he'll struggle to beat Stern Idol. So, yeah. Beautiful. That's That wraps up everything, I reckon. Um, I forgot to do the... What? Um, I think it's called... It's race five at uh, Terang on Sunday. Oh, fuck. What's it called? It's called like Mon, Mon Aloit or something like that. Uh, well, Mon, whilst Mon, you get that up, Bot, it's a Mon big Atoy. form day on Sunday for the punters out there. Between Packenham and Terang, that's going to be one of your major lead-ups in the form guide to Warnable in three weeks' time, so... If you're not doing much on Sunday and you're not going to either tracks, at least cast your eye over at least cast your eye over the results and there'll be plenty of black bookers to be made and we might even do a little something next week, Benny. Uh, we might even have a little black book feature from the Beautiful. two meetings that we might uh, let the punters know about. Sounds good. Bot, you've got your, your horse yet? Monotoil Race 5 at Terrain. Beautiful. There's your, there's your other Sunday fill-up. All right, best bet, best each way, 
best lay. Forgot what we were calling it, but my best bet of the weekend is Valana. Number one, race five, Randwick. I think he's just better than them. Uh, we've already taken $3.80 all in. Get amongst the six-day close friends there. Sign up on the app store. Um, my best each way comes up in the last two two really good wet trackers in Cooled and Al Rocco race nine at Sandium. And I don't really have a best lay at the moment, but... I'm Come not with sure. She's all shenanigans. She's got I don't know if I'm going to back someone a boy in race four on, on Sunday. You're going to lay him? Oh, no, I'm not going to lay him, but I sort of thought, looking at it, looking at the weights, at first glance, just looking at those odds and those weights, heir to the throne and Blanford lad interested me a lot at $3.30 and $7.50 against Sauna Boy. It wouldn't completely surprise me if he won, but... It wouldn't shock me if he got beat, but I think you're getting a fair enough price for a horse who answers every calling. Mm. I know he's got to carry a lot of weight, and I understand that. And yeah. if he gets beat because he's carrying seven kilos more, well, full credit. Yeah. I was, look, he's an, obviously an absolute champion, and I wouldn't mm. be surprised if he won, but at this stage, I'm thinking I might be more inclined to back Blanford Ladd and Heir to the Throne. Heir to the Throne's the one. It's, he's rock hard fit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys go. Um, I'll back... Um... Uh, Northern Barrage, um, Daniel Star is my my prey, and Eagles Crag is my lay. Oofed. I'll unbox full credit. Uh, my best bets of the weekend. Uh, race one, Osipenko in Sydney is my best bet. Um, my best lay. You may as well lay be... Pericles and go go Max Payne. <laughs> Do that, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'm half thinking about laying cheese all shenanigans the place. Race, she, race seven at Sandy. You blokes are hopeless given races. She's shit ass. She's got none. Right. She'll fold up like a deck chair. And my best value of the weekend. Well, Saturday it'll be um, El Rocco in the last. But Sunday will be um, Cross Hill. Cross Hill. Heavy keys over the odds. Beautiful. But yeah, um, just stay tuned to the socials. Um, I'll be on the radio in the morning, so I'm not going to tell them too much more than what I've already told you here, punters. But just tune in, get the listeners up. It's always a good laugh. So we'll go from there. That's it. The A set racing previews, the B set SEN track on live national radio. Yeah. Get around Nico, he'll be on the radio, when is it, Friday morning? Yeah, tomorrow around sort of 9.30ish, I think. Yeah. Good. I don't exactly know just yet, but yeah, just listen to Bag of Tips. Tune in, Friday's always a good... Um, Nico. Jumping with Nico. Jumping with Nico. We need to back a winner this week, pressure's on. Yeah, absolutely. Pressure's building. All right, let's wrap up the podcast there. Uh, good luck this weekend on the punt, and we'll see you back here next Thursday night. Cheers, guys. Yeah.